You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach. We've got really funny memes. We've got really good cameos. We've got clips from this show. We've got good tea and fun polls. And then you definitely want to go and want to go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all the social meds. Those are my personal accounts, and I've got really funny Instagram stories. They're good. I like to always keep it very entertaining, whether I'm like narrating the lives of my neighbors or dancing naked in the shower. It's always a good time. So go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach and follow at No Filter with Zach to stay up to date with your favorite Bravo stars and the latest reality TVT. And on the note of reality TVT, I just want to announce that we are now launching a private Facebook group, a, a secret Facebook group, if you want to call it a secret one. Even though cat's out of the bag and it's no longer a secret. But there's a new Facebook group that I'm starting called Hashtag No Filter Reality TVT. I put the link in the description below. So if you want to connect with other, you know, Bravo lovers, if you want the latest reality TVT and, you know, some some news and dish, if you want to stay in the know, if you want to do some fun polls, if you want to get involved in some heated convos and, um, you know, you just want to connect with other reality TV junkies, it's a really good time. There's the link is below, so be sure to, if you want early access, go and click that link to get in on all the reality TVT. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Click the link below. Join the group. Let's have a good time. Um, let's have some some heated but respectful debates. Let's throw a little shade, but let's ultimately just have fun. Um, this upcoming Monday... I've got Moni from the Mixing with Moni podcast, who's going to help break down the weekend news. And then I've also coming up on the show to help me break down to guest co-host with me later this month and into September. Um, I have some other Bravo lovers that are going to be helping me break down the news every Monday. I've got Grant Rudder from Grant's Rants, Chelsea from Oh No Bravo, Jeff, Jeff Epstein from, um, he has a really funny Instagram account, and he has the Pop Goggles podcast. So a lot of really good, fun uh, Bravo lovers coming up every Monday to help me break it down. And then, yes, Unfiltered Interviews will be back very soon, and we're going to have some really good, juicy interviews to come. So get ready. All right, we got some good stuff, good stuff to break down. We've got, um, let's see, uh, Candace from Housewives of Potomac is in some hot water. Her tweets have resurfaced. People need to like clear their tweets out because everybody's like getting dragged for their tweets. We're gonna talk about it. Kyle um, clarifies what she meant by saying that Brandy is not a liar because people are dragging her. So she went on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen and she's like, Andy Cohen, I need to clarify this. And Andy Cohen's like, I'm Team Denise. And Kyle's like, but Brandy isn't a liar. She's We'll get into it. Um, New York is looking to bring in some new housewives, as is Beverly Hills. So there are definitely going to be some shakeups coming to both cities in the near future. I'm pretty sure production's going to be picking up. Should be picking up what? What are we in August? Probably October is when New York and Beverly Hills will get back into production because they usually pick a production right after the reunion. And the Beverly Hills reunion will air in September. And then the New York reunion will air at the end of September, early early October. So that'll be starting up again this fall. So we'll talk about some new casting updates that may be coming our way. Teddy went on Instagram and she's like, stop being mean to me. We'll talk about it. And then LVP. Let's start with LVP. So Lisa Vanderpump has spoken out. I believe it was to Entertainment Tonight. She was doing an interview and she's finally spoken out about Stassi getting fired from Vanderpump Rules. 
And apparently, Lisa says that she's reached out to Stassi about three times now and that she hasn't heard back from Stassi. But, like, she understands that this is, like, a really important time in her life and, you know, she wants it to be a happy time. But Lisa is saying that if it were up to her, she would not have let Stassi go. She would have kept her on Vanderpump Rules. She believes that people definitely deserve a second chance. And she says that if she would have, I guess, similar to what she said at the reunion, if she were to hold people accountable to every mistake that they made, she wouldn't have anybody working for her, which I kind of get. I actually, this is the first time we're seeing anybody really come out and take a stance. You know, I had Peter on this show. We've we've heard Tom Sandoval speak out. We've heard Lala speak out. They've all, even Tom Schwartz, they've all kind of come out and said... Um, they haven't processed it. The show's going to be different. Like all these very, you know, uh, well thought out answers, obviously, or like vague, but like clearly, you know, they're they're trying to be mindful of what they say. Nobody's actually come out and said that, you know, they think Stassi and Kristen should have not should not have been fired where I think Lisa Vanderpump as you know the head honcho on the show I think that's a really bold statement for her to make I think it's going to be a little polarizing for a lot of people especially the people that really want to see Stassi burn at the stake I've addressed this before I think we need to hold these people accountable we'll dive into it a little more when we get into Candace from Potomac's tweets um but like yes we need to hold people accountable but we also need to let people you know have the chance to fall and grow and get back up and and hopefully learn with them and learn through their mistakes but i think Stassi's pregnant like we need to stop dragging like this girl is just trying to have her baby and she's just trying to have a good time and you know she's we're all learning we're all growing the person that i know i was 5 years ago 10 years ago even 2 years ago like i'm every day trying to wake up and be a better person i think that's all we can do which kind of segues into this next topic which is about teddy so teddy came out on instagram and she posted a video um and she's basically saying that she's gotten a lot of heat a lot of hate we talked about it on monday when i had just rothschild rothschild from hot takes and deep dives where uh, Teddy came out and she says that like she's you know she's totally fine with the backlash she's getting because she knows that she's showing up authentically. But apparently, a lot of people are still really coming for her, and there have been a lot of hate. There's been a lot of hate in her comments. People are now trolling her kids, and she did a video basically saying like, "Look, we're like." Yes, I understand this is escapism and it's entertainment, but like you have to remember that like we're real people and you can't be just beating us up, especially coming after my kids or wishing me dead. And like, yo, y'all need to chill. Like, I get it. Like, I get heated and I'm just like, Lisa, uh, Denise Richards is lying. And, you know, I, I get heated and I get in it. But like to be dragging these people to this extent, to be wishing harm upon their families or their kids, like it's so there was one person um on facebook that said something about how like oh you know real housewives of, of beverly hills just got so dark this season it's so dark right now and i'm just like dark is compared to what because like in seasons one two and three we had what we had kim's sobriety we had to watch camille go through a very public divorce we had russell commit suicide where we we brought up taylor getting abused by him we had um um, Yolanda's Munchausen that was that was um, brought up and dissected by the women like that was a mean girl season we had Adrian surrogacy scandal like there have been so many of these dark 
quote unquote dark scandals that were at the very head of Beverly Hills. Whereas I think recently we've had what puppy gate and panty gate and, you know, Dorit and Kyle fighting over who deserves Lisa Vanderpump's attention more. Like the fights that we've had recently are a little petty spaghetti that if Denise going down on Brandy is the darkest scandal we've ever seen on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Like you need to go back and watch some old episodes because it was real dark AF at the beginning. And like, that's kind of what we, you know, these people are bearing their real lives. Like I get it you know Denise doesn't want certain parts of her relationship out there and I think that's why she's trying to lie and cover it up but like we have to remember this is a reality show it's a television show they're producing it for entertainment these are also real people as much as they are characters and they know that they're playing a character of themselves on the show like y'all need to chill we can tweet about it but we don't need to be coming after them directly I actually feel for Teddy I still think she's boring but I feel for her like, if, if she's going to be doing, you know, Denise sad eye tears on Instagram, like, that's going to hurt my heart. And it hurts my heart a little bit. And like, Teddy Spaghetti, I love you, girl. I'm going to send you some love today because everybody else wants to be nasty. And I ain't about that life. Okay? Let's talk about Real Housewives of New York. Okay, so Luann is now saying that there are some new housewives that will be coming to New York very soon. Which, I don't know if this is a hint at her saying that she will be back, but maybe some of the the other housewives won't. She did say plural. There will be some new housewives. So I'm assuming there may be one or two housewives that may be leaving. We also know that Tinsdale is gone. So Tinsdale has opened up that spot for somebody else to kind of join in which I don't entirely hate. Um, I kind of miss Tinsdale a little bit, but I think I just miss her because we've had a little, a little break from her. I'm curious to see how the reunion's going to go with her. But Luann basically said that now Tinsley's gone, there's definitely room for someone else to come and grab an apple. And there have definitely been rumors. A couple of names have been swirling about who may be coming to Real Housewives of New York. I know that there were, it was the same thing with Beverly Hills at this point. I think I've heard of three different names, three different people that were being... Um, that we're interviewing to be on the show. So they're looking to shake things up on New York and Beverly Hills. They're interviewing a lot more people. I think they're looking to add a lot more or add some diversity to the show. I think it is, they've tried in the past. They had Joyce when they brought Joyce onto Beverly Hills or they had Jules when they brought Jules onto New York where, you know, they've tried to add in people of different ethnic backgrounds, but like what it really comes down to, and I guess this was kind of the point that I made with Faith Early, earlier this week when Jess was on the show that like you can't just force somebody in if they're not a natural fit for the group. I think it has to be somebody that's already kind of integrated within the group a little bit or can very easily like Leah. Leah wasn't really she didn't really integrate it. She wasn't she didn't know these women very well going into it, but she was able to kind of foster real relationships. I think you have to have that on both sides. There has to be a good chemistry and there has to be willingness on both sides. I'm hoping that we're able to kind of push through that and not just um, not just cast people because, you know, like we've seen them do it so many times where they bring in these people that I think are really good personalities, but they don't necessarily mix well with the cast. And I think we just it, it really comes down to to a matter of chemistry. I mean, because you can even see with Barbara Babs with Barbara, she came in with her little Bob the Builder tool belt and she was ready to rock and break down Dorinda. And like it didn't work out. She just wasn't a natural fit. She wasn't great for reality TV. Like Teddy, Teddy's not great for reality TV. Teddy's a nice person, but I don't think she's great for reality TV. And I think she's probably the one that's going to be getting the access season. 
So, and that's actually probably why she's putting this stuff out there so that if she doesn't get get her contract picked up for next season, she could be like, it was just too toxic. You know, it was just, it was too much and the hate was too real and I just couldn't do it and I needed to take a break to focus on my family. So this may be part of her bigger plan to like, you know, set the groundwork. Anyway, I think it's time to shake things up on these housewife shows. I actually asked some of you guys who you think should be getting cut in the um, in the private Facebook group that I was telling you guys about. Links in the description below. But I did ask who you thought should be getting cut. And according to the poll, let's see, who is at the top of the list? So at the top of the list, Teddy is number one at getting cut. And then tied at number two is actually Denise and Garcelle, which I find very interesting. I think I would probably want to get rid of Denise just because she swung her dick so much this season and was like, I'm big and bad and I got a big paycheck and I'm, you know, going to show you who's boss with sending you these cease and desist that I'm like, "Mm, girl, no. So I, I mean, I like Denise and and Garcelle's already said that she won't be returning if Denise doesn't come back. I think Teddy definitely has to go. So my votes went to Teddy and Erica. I think it's time to let Erica sail off into the wind. I think we've seen a lot of her story. I think she's definitely been open and honest, but she's also very one note. Um, I like the moments that we get to see her where she does feel a little more human. But at the same time, I think it just we don't get as many of those moments. And I think it may be time to kind of just go like especially this season she was kind of just there I guess we'll see a little bit more when she goes to Chicago for a hot second before coronavirus shut it all down but my votes go towards getting rid of Teddy and Erica I could not get rid of Dorit I love Rinna I don't I don't think I can get rid of Rinna and I wouldn't mind seeing Denise and Garcelle stick around if they're you know two peas in a pod you kind of have to I would love to see Garcelle and Kyle kind of continue to work through their issues. I think Denise is going to be a hard one to work through. I think if they keep Denise, it might be a really natural way to let go of Teddy because she had such beef with Teddy that, you know, it may be like, oh, well, their friendship didn't work out and we can at least mend their relationships with the other women. But I think we definitely need to cut at least one to two housewives of Beverly Hills and maybe bring, I don't know, I feel like we just brought in two And Denise, like every season, we've brought in one new woman into Beverly Hills that I don't know if I love this ever-changing, revolving door of of women. Just because it doesn't give people much of an opportunity to, one, win over the audience, and two, build chemistry within the group. I don't know, but I think it's definitely time for a little shakeup in New York for sure. I think New York definitely needs more of a shakeup than Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills just needs to get rid of Teddy. But I love, I, I think she's a sweet woman. Okay, on the topic of Beverly Hills, Kyle is now saying that, so a lot of people have come for her because in one of the most recent episodes where Brandy was at her house talking about the whole Denise affair, Kyle's like, I don't believe Brandy to ever be a liar. And all these people are like, oh, hold up, wait a minute, Kyle, that's not what you said before. And here's a blog where you said Brandy makes up stories. And what about that time that she called out Mauricio and said that Mauricio was cheating on you with other women? And what about the time she called Kim a, a, a crystal meth addict and doing crystal meth in the bathroom and all that? stuff and so Kyle has now clarified that because Andy Cohen came out and Andy Cohen well he didn't come out but one of the the callers on watch what happens live called in which Andy obviously knows about he knows what's going to be asked he knows what questions get vetted when these people come on the show um so 
Kyle was asked where somebody's like, well, in your blog, you said that Kyle, that Brandy is a liar. She makes up stories. And then on this episode, you said this and Krista meth in the bathroom. And Kyle's like, yes, I get it. Like, yes, I've, I've said those things. I'm not saying that she's never lied in her life, but I think that she's reckless. I think that she has said mean things, but I don't think that she is a liar at heart. I don't think she's a liar by nature. And like, I've seen a lot of people bring a lot of these different things up, especially when it comes to like the, the Mauricio rumors which wasn't a cheating rumor. It was a flirting rumor. And Brandy didn't actually start the rumor. It was in a magazine that Lisa Vanderpump encouraged Brandy to bring up. And Brandy brought it up at a dinner. And all she said, because I went back and even watched that the trailer for that season where that clip was featured. And Brandy said, so Kyle, what's going on with those rumors about Mauricio? So Brandy didn't make that up. She just brought it out onto the show, which is what Brandy is known to do. She's known to bring up topics that the other women don't necessarily want out there. She's known for blasting other people's business. I mean, we even see it in season three where Adrian and Paul called her a liar and we ended up finding out she didn't lie. They were just calling her a liar because they didn't want that business out there, which is what I think is happening in this season with Denise. So Brandy's track record is for saying these, as Kyle said, reckless comments that are more of he- in the heat of the moment she doesn't double down on them she never doubled down and said yes i believe you know kim does crystal meth i believe kim is a drug drug addict no she said it in the moment while they were fighting we've all kind of been there you know she didn't confirm any of these other things as true we've all we're all liars we've all said flippant comments in the heat of the moment we've all exaggerated a story we've all gossiped with our opinions on rumors that doesn't make us liars by nature i mean the fact that i'm even defending brandon glanville who does I mean, I don't want to say her morals are entirely questionable, but she doesn't always think things through and definitely always puts her foot in the ma- in her mouth. Um, so it's not like she's necessarily worth defending entirely. But like, you know, you can't you, you can't sh- like drag her for being a liar when at the end of the day, we're all fucking liars. We've all told lies before. That doesn't make us liars by, you know, that doesn't define our character saying reckless or, or flippant comments. We've all done shit like that. She's just been drunk on television. It's the only difference. So I think stop dragging Kyle for, you know, saying that Brandy isn't a liar. It's it's not that deep, you guys. I don't think Brandy is lying in this instance. I think Denise is definitely lying, and I stand by that. You can listen to my full deep dive if you want to, like, you know, hear what I really think about that whole situation. Okay, let's close it out with Candace. Candace on Real Housewives of Potomac is in some hot water. Okay. I like, so, well, actually, let's preface. So there were some tweets that came out, some old tweets of Candace's that came out that um, were homophobic. They were very insensitive to the LGBTQ plus community. They, you know, she made gay, she used gay in a very derogatory way. I think she kind of knocked the trans community. You know, she says that she, she clearly seems to be like very like anti-gay men. Like she's like, you know, very sensitive about how, you know, like she doesn't like men that are into fashion because it's too gay for her. So there were a bunch of tweets like that. And so now Kelly Dodd has even come in and Kelly Dodd's like, ah, that's disgusting. And I'm just like, first of all, Kelly Dodd, take a seat, girl. Stay in your lane. You are the last person. I love Kelly Dodd. I think she's great TV. I think she makes a great villain. But at the same time, I think she's the last person that needs to be chiming in on anybody else's scandal because she's been in enough scandals herself. Kelly Dodd, take a seat, girl. Go and go and slice your orange. Okay. Candace. Candace, Candace, Candace. I think these tweets are are bad. 
I think they're bad. I think we've all, you know, definitely tweeted some really questionable things. At this point, I'm kind of just like, why don't, like, we need to go through our tweets. We need a PR person that really sifts through all of our tweets and, like, makes sure that we don't run into these issues. I think it's also a little questionable for those people that are looking for these scandals. Oops, shit, time for me to wake up. Um, I think it's also really questionable for people that look for these scandals. And I, like, you go on Twitter and you can type into the inquiry a person's handle and certain keywords. And through the searching those keywords, all of the tweets. So you can go to Candace's Twitter account and type in the word gay, and every single tweet that she's put out there that has the word gay in it, she is going to come up. It filters it out. And so I, that's what a lot of people are doing. They're putting in these really inflammatory terms and they're looking for these scandals. Again, I'm, I'm not, I don't think we should give anybody a pass. I don't think we should give Candace a pass the same way. I don't think we should just give Stassi or Kristen a pass or even Max and Brett. But I do, I like Lisa Vanderpump said earlier, I think that second chances are definitely fair. I'm all for forgiveness. I think homophobia is real, but it also takes a lot of time to change our culture. Unfortunately, that's not to give it a pass. That's not to excuse it. But you have to realize homophobia and racism are deeply embedded into the fabric of our country. And these things aren't going to go away overnight. There are many things I know for myself. There are many times like, hello, I'm gay. I've probably, I'm pretty sure I've definitely tweeted out some shitty things about about the gay community because there was an ugliness that was in me at one point that wasn't ready to fully accept who I was. You know, that doesn't mean that I'm that that same person now. That doesn't mean that I don't embrace who I am today. Again, I'm not saying that we need to give these people a pass. We accountability is key. And I think that we absolutely need to hold people like Candace, like Stassi, like Max, like all of these people that have done, you know, or said things that are definitely insensitive um, or definitely hurtful towards other people. We absolutely need to hold them accountable, but I don't think we need to crucify them. I think we need to allow them the opportunity to fall, to grow, and to get back up. I'm not upset with Candace. I'm not personally offended by anything that she tweeted. Did I like it? No. Did I think it was in poor taste? Yes. Did I think? Do I think that she currently holds those beliefs? I don't know. I hope not. But the only way we're going to know is to see her behavior moving forward. So, I mean, I, I, what I do hate about this uh, particular incident, or not, not this particular incident, but I, what I didn't like about how it was handled and what I didn't like about how a lot of other reality and Bravo stars handled these things is they write these apologies because she's, um, she did apologize. Let me see if I can. Let me read her apology to you. Um, she said, I want to address I want to address that resurfaced. I want to address tweets that resurfaced nearly 10 years ago. Again, we have to be very mindful of the time and also realize that like 10 years ago, our country, our world was just very, very different. Not saying that it was right, but it was just different. You know, at one point, slavery was normalized. We can't abolish that history. It was terrible. We need to acknowledge it. We need to never go back to it. We need to learn and grow from it. But we can't continue to live in that. You know what I mean? It has to be in the back of our head, and we have to use that as a guiding force moving forward so that we are not making those same mistakes. But at the same time, we have to understand that 10 years ago and plus, even five years ago, it was a different world. We were all different people and what was socially acceptable was different that doesn't make it right it is still wrong we need to hold it accountable but that 
that doesn't mean that we need to crucify people for the mistakes that they've made before. I've said that many times on this show, and I completely stand by it. I think we need to give, I think we need to absolutely give Candace a second chance the same way I believe we should have given everyone else a second chance. But what I did, what I don't, the issue that I have, um, and I'll finish reading her her statements, 10 years ago that may have offended people that I love dearly and those that have supported me as a Potomac housewife to my loyal fan base, particularly the LGBTQIA plus viewers. Thank you for your unwavering support. I love you. I alone am responsible for my words, and I deeply regret saying anything that could have hurt my friends, colleagues, family, or fans. At the time, I was a private citizen speaking carelessly and crassly, as we often do, and for my lack of better judgment, I am sorry. While I have always considered myself an ally of the LGBTQIA plus community, I recognize my words were insensitive and undermined the support, reverence, and love I have consistently tried to demonstrate through advocacy for LGBTQIA plus rights and causes, as well as my own personal relationships with those who identify as LGBTQIA plus. While I've learned and matured over the past decade, I am still evolving. The language I use carelessly wasn't acceptable back then, and it isn't acceptable now. I acknowledge that my words were hurtful, and for that, I'm deeply sorry. In recent years, I've remain committed to the fight for equality for all while I've personally experienced the pain of disenfranchisement 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 as a black woman I will let you know firsthand that my hurt that the hurt many LGBTQIA people experience from pervasive discrimination family rejection barriers to employment homelessness homophobia transphobia and more this has been a humbling experience, but I remain committed to learning and listening and becoming a more effective and empathetic ally. My prayer is that this may serve as a teachable moment for those who are willing to listen and learn as it has been for me. It's imperative that we love more, have empathy, and search for understanding. I'm truly sorry for if my I'm truly sorry for my comments and I only ask for patience and understanding as I strive to evolve as a person with love and respect CBD. See, this is, I think, a really good apology because she takes ownership. She, you know, acknowledges that or she tries to show that she is an ally, acknowledges that she was definitely wrong. Like, I think this is one of the best apologies we've seen come out. But what I don't like, and I think, like, kudos to Candace, and she definitely takes the cake and is at the top um is at the head of the apologies. But what I don't like about what these Bravo stars are doing is these written apologies. To me, some of them feel a little, I don't want to say disingenuous, but like, I want to see you on your your Instagram. I want to see you give me a video that doesn't feel rehearsed, a video that's natural, a video that shows me that you're hurt, that shows me that you have remorse, that shows me that you're embarrassed and humbled by this experience and shows me that there's true accountability. Like anybody, I mean, who's to know that they're even writing these apologies? I, I believe that Candace probably, you know, really regrets it. And the issue with the written apologies is like you can take time to really sit and write them out and then have somebody fine tune them and punch them up. You know what I mean? You can have a P- PR team do that. And that's what I dislike, not specific to Candace, but just of the the apologies that we've seen this year alone. I don't like the written apologies. I, I just think, you know, it's a lot better if you what we have yet to see are people coming out and showing their faces and being like, I'm I'm embarrassed by this behavior. I'm sorry. This was wrong. I mean, yes, if you need to, you know, have your bullet points written out for you, I think that's fine. But I need you to come out and show me that emotion. Give me that moment that you really care and want to change and be better. So Candace, I'm showing you love. I am not upset with you. I 
don't think that the things that you tweeted prior are a reflection of who you are today and hopeful and but the only way we can know that is to see who you choose to be today and within the days moving forward and that's all we can do is continue to show up every day and try to be a better person and a better version of ourselves and like look Candace girl you do you show up with love and love will come back at you even though love doesn't seem to be coming back at Teddy but she's a little boring all right, thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. Thank you guys for listening. Please go on iTunes right now and give me a five-star review or just give me a review with an honest feedback. Give me those stars. Give me your your thoughts. What are you loving? What are you hating? What do you wish I would do more of? Do you hate when I'm doing these solo episodes? Should I not do any more solo episodes? Do you want more solo episodes? Let me know what you think. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach on all the social meds. Give at No Filter with Zach a follow. If you want to try my favorite hangover free wine, Go to dryfarmwines.com slash Z-A-C-K. That is Zach Z-A-C-K. You'll get your first bottle for only a penny and they'll ship hangover free wine to your door. They don't add all the sugar. They don't add all the additives. They don't add any of that junk. So definitely go and check out my favorite hangover free wine. Dry Farm Wines. Link is in the description below. You're definitely want to get it. going to want to get in on our secret Facebook group, which is no longer a secret because the cat's out of the bag. It's a fun time if you want to connect with other reality TV lovers and just dish, take fun polls and just have hot takes go and click that link below to join our facebook group and get ready because this monday Monty from mixing with Monty is going to be on the show and we have a lot more tea to break down let me know what you want to hear us talk about on monday and i will let you guys have a good weekend and talk to you monday okay bye